Hello and welcome to the Power to Thrive podcast. This is the show that helps you overcome the barriers you have to becoming the best version of yourself and thriving in all aspects of your life. I am your host, Annie Brieu, and I'm here to help you uncover your ultimate truth and cheer you on on this journey we call life. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy the show. You are doing fantastic today. This is Annie, and you are listening to the Power to Thrive podcast. This is the show that helps you thrive in all areas of your life. And today we are chatting with Kristen. She is the Northern Nutritionist, and we are chatting all about your hormonal health and how it affects your skin health. So, if you're someone who has been dealing with hormonal acne or just your skin is not doing its best, this is the episode for you. What are you ingesting food wise, but also what are you ingesting mentally? Like who are you surrounding yourself with? I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Hello, Kristen. Welcome to the Power to Thrive podcast. I am so excited to have you on here. Um, I want to start you off with three speed fire questions just to, you know, start us off with a little bit of stress. How do you feel about that? Woohoo, that sounds good. <laughs> okay, so number 1, what is your favorite animal? A dog, of course. I have a dog of my own too, so I, yeah. I love dogs. Honestly, they're just like <laughs> like I like cats, but I was actually attacked by a cat. Funny story. Oh, no. Yeah, I actually was, and so I just like I just oh have like gosh. a little bit of trauma about <laughs> like they're cute, but like I'm not okay. Okay, what is your food of choice? Hmm. It used to be sushi, but honestly, <gasps> you saying that you have trauma from cats, I have oh, no. trauma from sushi. Oh no, why? <laughs> because okay, so I absolutely love sushi now. I'll make it from home. Mm, um, or when I have sushi when I'm out, I will not eat raw anymore. I've got parasites before. So I'm absolutely terrified of any kind of raw sushi. Uh, Anyone that I talk to that has had parasites before too, which actually is a lot of people, just most people don't really know it. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, a lot of people that have experienced the signs and symptoms and, and struggles that go along with parasites though, for the most part, when they understand fully that raw fish can sort of uh doesn't matter the quality it's it's quite common to have parasites they just stick away from it okay so I'm actually so scared what if I have parasites like what (laughs) not to be like making anyone fearful or anything like that but many people do it's just kind of when it sort of has a massive effect on your life and um I think that honestly, there's a lot of belief that there's a lot of sort of issues that go on where microbes or fungus overgrowth or things like that are definitely a common underlying cause. And I think in Europe, they're more Mm -hmm. open to those sorts of things where they'll take um, typically like a parasite uh, pill to clean them out. Um, once in a while, I think it's once or twice a year that they typically will do that. But I have to tell you my favorite food still. Okay, if I was to narrow down on something, I would say seafood, but now I just have it cooked. Seafood is delicious though, so 100% onto that. Um, so now if you had to have one drink, either coffee or matcha for the rest of your life, what would it be? It'd definitely be matcha. Just, okay, so hear me out on this. Um, 
coffee. Uh-oh. As I'm <laughs> drinking a coffee. No, no, no. Okay, so I think coffee goes along with some people. Um, I just, I think it's good to just pay attention to your body because if you are in a state of fight or flight for a long period of time, just knowing that coffee can affect your insulin levels, so your blood sugar balance and everything oh, like I that. Oh, yeah. I cannot have coffee. Like I, I, I love coffee. I have one a day. I'm honestly a huge coffee yeah. addict. Like literally like half the reels that I post on my personal page <laughs> are like coffee. Um, but I like I have noticed that whenever I'm losing weight or trying to lose weight, I absolutely cannot drink coffee. I have to cut it mm-hmm. out or else the weight does not come off. And I have found a lot of other things. And so, I mean, right now I'm really busy with a lot of things that I'm doing in my life. And I'm like, right now is not the perfect time to cut out yeah. coffee. But I am slowly moving to you know, unfortunately, that idea that I'm going to have to probably remove it, maybe have one coffee a week. Yeah. But it it definitely like does not do well for me. Yeah. In what way is it more? Yeah. In what way? Is it emotional or digestive? So, or? Well, I mean, a lot of things. I mean, other than the fact that like, I find that I mean, I, I've struggled with my weight my whole life. I've, you know, depending on how much stress I have, I gain weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't stand those people that are like, oh, my God, I've been so stressed. I lost 20 pounds. I'm like, <laughs> I hate you. I'm sorry. I literally hate you. I'm sorry, Annie, but I guess you hate me because I'm that person. Oh, <laughs> I literally can't. I honestly, like, I love you, but, like, I actually can't. Oh, my gosh. I, I just get so anxious that I can't eat. And then I actually, I've done Gosh. it in the past where I did a, a weight loss program. I'm putting this in little quotations right now, um, yeah. just because I noticed that I was not eating because I was so stressed. So this weight loss program told me to eat at certain times of the day and weigh my food. So it actually helped me to like sustain weight instead. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, no, I'm definitely the complete opposite, like complete opposite. When I have like a lot of stress, I always gain weight and I'll gain a lot of weight. Um, but yeah, like in terms of coffee, I just find, I mean, I'm addicted to it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm fully addicted to it. If I don't have my coffee, I've got a complete migraine, like, you know, my mood's off, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's just very much that I think that I've got some adrenal issues and it's just like not something that I should be doing, you know? Okay. So I'm going to tell you three things for coffee Uh lovers that they can help themselves out with while they're like transitioning into, it's, it's great that you're (laughs) self-aware because I think most people are not. At least I'm aware. Yes. Yeah. But three things that you can do right now while you don't cut out coffee is one, you can look up the bulletproof method. Have you heard of that before? Oh my God. Yes. I absolutely love that. Yes. Okay. So doing that will actually help you to not have so much of that spike and then crash, um, Mm -hmm. which will follow with- Did you want to explain the bulletproof method just quickly? Yeah. 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 So basically what you do is you add a, typically they recommend grass-fed butter to Mm -hmm. like around- 
you want to start off with like a smaller amount when you're first starting or else you will be yeah. running to the bathroom like a 90 year old woman after this a whole sort of bulletproof method. I've done and it you before. You can use coconut oil too, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. So this is the, this is like the typical formula um, is you will do a little bit of a grass fed butter around a tablespoon or so. And then you add some MCT oil. That's um, mm-hmm. medium chain triglycerides taken from coconut oil. The big thing about this one is you want to make sure that you're adding it slowly. I'm pretty sure on most of the containers it'll tell you this, but I've free poured before and honey, like you do not want to do that. It'll make oh, you, God. it'll make oh, you no. feel like you need to wear some D pens or something. Um, oh my God. It'll clear you right out. So maybe I need this because I feel like I definitely suffer with like more so constipation. I can't believe I'm actually talking about this right now. But yeah, like I definitely am more so constipated. So maybe I need this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's why a lot of people honestly will kind of feel like they rely on coffee as an underlying thing. They are like, Mm -hmm. when I cut it out, I get constipated and that's, that's a a known thing for sure. So yeah, number one would be doing the bulletproof method, um, making sure to start slowly on the MCT oil part of it though. Uh, Number two would be to make sure you at least eat before you're drinking your coffee and maybe wait out like around 30 minutes before you start drinking it in the morning after waking up. And um, number three would be probably to try your best to get a coffee that is organic because coffee beans are one of the most heavily sprayed things, plants on uh, or crops or whatever you want to call it on earth. (laughs) So they're one of the most heavily sprayed with pesticides, herbicides, which is maybe a reason why you find um, if you don't cut out coffee, one, the caffeine will bung up your liver. And when we have our liver optimized, we're going to naturally be able to kill off some calories and lose. um, It's our fat burning store. So it's going to help us to burn some fat. So that would be one of the reasons caffeine bunging up your liver and it's, it's, it has already too many jobs to do. So it's like another thing that it has to filter out. But number two is also like those pesticides and herbicides that it's heavily sprayed with. So those are the three things that you could do to support your your body if you are going to continue drinking coffee. I love these tips. Thank you so much. Yeah, of I'm going to have to start having bulletproof coffee for sure. Yeah. Um, but okay, so let's jump in. So number one, who are you? Why did you become a holistic nutritionist? And what do you specialize in? So I'm Kristen Morton, also known as Northern Nutritionist, and um, I'm a certified nutritional practitioner. So that also um, shortens down to CNP. So if you ever see that behind someone's letters on or as letters um, behind their name, then that's what it stands for. Basically, I graduated from the Institute of Holistic Nutrition, which is based out of North York. They have a couple across Canada, but that's the one that I personally went to. Um, And I work out of the GTA, so the Greater Toronto Area and beyond because I also do remote calling, mostly over Zoom. And then I honestly, I 
became a holistic nutrition nutritionist through my own journey, through struggles um, mm-hmm. with my own health. So that actually started in university. I mm-hmm. really didn't, I would probably say I would kick myself um, now, <laughs> pre-university days, because I would always criticize my weight and uh, criticize my, I don't know, zoom up on my skin. My skin was flawless. I had no issues, honestly. And um, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people criticize themselves no matter what. They they find something oh, sort of sure. flaw to point out. So mm-hmm. in my second year of university, I struggled with severe acne, which really made me want to hide away from the world. I think this was a huge connection with my, also I got diagnosed with social anxiety. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember specifically thinking to myself, oh, if I did, if I went out uh, in public without makeup on, I'd be like, oh, I'm my ugly twin sister. (laughs) I'd always like to tell myself that in in my head, which is so terrible. Like, it but is. I know it's it's something where you just want to hide away and you don't want to mm-hmm. really on those really bad days where it's a flare up. You really just don't want to leave the house. But yeah, life happens sure. and you have to keep pushing forward. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, despite how much like that took a toll on me, it was only the beginning. And in my third year of university, because as we know, um, when acne is appearing on our skin, this is something that is influ- it's it's a call from our inner being our body that's saying hey something's off and if you continue to ignore me or don't make any changes i'm going to keep telling you or screaming louder so in my third year i at the age of 20 i was diagnosed with melanoma cancer um wow Yeah, for people that don't know, it's the deadliest skin cancer. So it was, it was quite shocking. Um, It made me actually unable to finish university with my friends, because I was forced to care for my own health. So that was really stressful, because I'm, I'm someone that usually likes to stick to routine also. And it made me kind of frustrated that I couldn't finish with everyone. But I, I needed to take a step back with all my hospital visits. And surgeries and the like. Um, So feeling lost and afraid after that entire experience, I decided to on my last summer, and I know you love traveling. So I know you'll love this part. Mm -hmm. I spent my last summer traveling and having fun and um, climbing a a bunch of mountains and everything too. And then um, this kind of helped me to I, I avoided the pain and terror that this diagnosis caused me. I was, I was already in a state of fight or flight and this just kind of threw me over more of an edge. So it took me, yeah. So it took me around like, I don't know, I would say at least two years or so to face myself and my illness. Um, It took a lot of courage and dedication to my health and my Mm -hmm. life. And I did finally go into remission. And I, I'm so thankful for um, the Odette Cancer Center, which is in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So they really, really, mm-hmm. that team of doctors has really helped me. And I, I continue to go back and get checkups and they're really great. Um, I completed my university. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, I, yeah, I completed my university degree, but I wasn't really satisfied fully with my marketing role. 
Mm-hmm. And this is when I went back to my love for food and caring personality. And I could, I could kind of see where I could unify and reach my passion. And then that's when I decided to become a holistic nutritionist. I know that's quite the story there, but, um, it is, but it's an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like the second time, so <laughs> I was diagnosed again with cancer, mm-hmm. melanoma again on the exact same arm, my right arm. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's quite the journey. Um, but that second time was when I got to actually apply my, cause I was in school for becoming a holistic nutritionist. So mm-hmm. that's when I got to apply like, okay, what's the root cause? Cause obviously I haven't dealt with that root cause yet. I'm still struggling with acne. I'm still struggling with, I've, I've got cancer back again. I'm only 25 years old at this point. Why is this happening? Right? So I started digging for that root cause and utilizing my knowledge with um, holistic health going for not only what are you ingesting food wise, but also what are you ingesting mentally? Like who are you surrounding yourself with? Who or who oh, what so kind huge. of yeah, right? And what kind of voice are you having in your head? Like wh- how are you talking to yourself? Cuz that's also a if we think of everything as energy because everything is energy. Everything is energy. Yeah, um our food is energy, so we have that um, we have our mindset as energy and then our overall lifestyle is going to give us energy or take away energy too. So that was, that was huge for my healing and my remission. Um, thankfully. I absolutely love that you're saying this because I mean, like essentially like this is like literally all of what my podcast is really about, you know, like I named it the power to thrive because I feel like so many people don't understand all of our just like inner power and like how that affects our ability to thrive in life. And like, you know, like when you say like the way that you are talking to yourself, the people that you're hanging around with, like these little things that we tell ourselves, oh, no, it's okay. Oh, you know, it's okay. You know, I'm hanging around with toxic people. I'm doing these toxic things. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's okay. Oh, no, it's okay. And then it's like, it ends up forming something completely different inside of us that like, you know, we don't know until it's almost too late sometimes. And it's like, these are just like such just important things in our world. And unfortunately, I mean, I talk a lot about the school system. I mean, you spend more time at school than you do with your parents. Yeah. And, you know, the school system essentially teaches us to ignore our feelings, mm-hmm. to deal with whatever, push everything down, people please, and continue going on. And, like, yeah. that is not the way that we should be living our lives. That's not the way that we should just, you know, be doing things. Like, we as humans just have this, like, inner power. And it's like this inner connection to you know a higher power or whatever the hell that you want to call it but it's like we got to listen to that totally it's a gps you know so anyways i'm going to stop going off about that before i get too into it but thank you so much for that i absolutely loved it um now I want to know, so how do our hormones play a role in our skin health? I'm actually super excited that you're like coming on here talking about this because mm. 
I mean, I had come to visit you when I first started struggling with acne for the first time in my life when I was 25, yeah. um, when you were at nature's emporium and like, I just, I mean, being somebody who like, I never had acne ever in my life. I mean, the only time that I ever had like a pimple was like during my period. Yeah. And then all of a sudden to like full blown overnight, having a full face of like very, very inflamed cystic acne. Yeah. Like I, I want to know, like, how do the hormones play a role in our skin health? Is it everything? Is it a little bit? They are huge in our skin health. So we know, like, I, I think that we aren't taught enough, again, about our hormones when we're going through school, like the typical schooling. Oh, sure. um, so honestly, like, even for myself, I didn't really know too much about uh, hormones and how they played a role in in everything to do with our lives, like even with business too. But for skin health, um, we have four phases that we go through each month. Um, and that's called our menstrual cycle. Uh, it starts off with the follicular phase and then it moves into the ovulation and then the luteal and the menstrual. When we're transitioning from our follicular phase into our ovulation phase, it's usually when our skin is at its best um, and your estrogen levels are on the rise. This is when your skin is glowing and you're feeling fantastic and you probably just don't even bother wearing any kind of cover up or anything like that because you feel glowy as heck. And you don't want to, you don't want to potentially like clog up those pores again or something. Yeah. Um, and then when you're nearing the end of your luteal phase, so that's coming towards your period, that's around like seven to 10 days before getting your period. Uh, this is when we see our skin worsen because our hormone progesterone and our estrogen levels start to drop. And that's when um, our skin is more like our progesterone has raised our oiliness in our skin. So when it's starting to drop, then this is when things can start to get clogged if they're not, they're just kind of stuck there. So these are really good to know as a general basis, because every woman has this, these same stages. Um, I mean, Obviously, of course, medication and, and different sorts of diagnoses can make it so that we don't have maybe actual a period or something like that. Right. But in general, these are good things to keep track of. So what I would say is, honestly, if you do struggle with acne or even if you don't, um, a good thing to do is track your cycle. I never used to do yeah. this. And do you track your cycle? Oh my God. I've been using the flow app for literally forever. And so, I mean, you know, my mom and you know the way that she is. So mm. my mom literally never allowed me to go on the birth control pill. I only was on the birth control pill for like, oh my God, maybe a couple of months. I tried like a couple different ones and they just like never worked for me. Yeah. So I tracked my cycle down to a tea, like down to a tea for like my whole entire life. <laughs> I love that. So what can you do first? Like track your cycle. Like we were talking about before, um, flow is a really good one. Like you said, I actually mm -hmm. use that one now and I do actually pay for it too. Um, Me too. yeah, some people won't, which is completely fine. It'll still be great. But honestly, I like the little upgrade, um, sort of um, AI technology that sort of checks in with you and everything like that. 
I absolutely <laughs> love it. And also I got it for a discount. I got like 88% off for the year. I paid $20 ah, for the year. I was like, what? Damn. That's amazing. Yeah. So anyways, sorry, continue. Um, and then there's also the glow app. And what I started out with first was the P tracker. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one, but that one's totally, it's super simplistic. It was actually one that I was recommended by my naturopath at the time. Um, so Mm. that one's, that one's like just very, very basic and it'll do the job. Basically, um, if anyone has any of these sorts of trackers that come to me and they are having sort of some sort of um, thing that may seem like their hormones are off, then I'll definitely ask for that info and see where where things can sort of be like with moods and because you know there's five different types of of um, PMS. So hmm. yeah, so there's like so many different things to look into. Anyways, one is track your cycle. And two is to prevent your breakouts um, when you're in your luteal phase, which is uh, seven to 10. Mm-hmm. At, well, it's in your second half of your cycle. So after your mm-hmm. ovulation, but right. nearing that seven to 10 days before your, your period, <clears throat> some things that you can do, because that's when we're most prone to getting uh, hormonal breakouts is you can um, get your proper sleep. Of course, I recommend these things throughout the entire time because it's not good enough just to do it for a phase or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then drink tons of water. Usually you want to try to average out at around um, half your body weight uh, in ounces. So mm-hmm. for me personally, it's like three liters of water. I rounded up a little bit, but three liters of water, and then eat a good amount of fiber for m- removing your toxins. So um, around most of us in North America are really sad for our amount of fiber. And that's mo- why mostly um, we're a little constipation nation. I don't know. Constipation nation. <laughs> I just like. <laughs> Welcome to North America. <laughs> um, yeah. So. You want to eat your fiber. Most of us only get around like, I think it's, I, I may be, I don't know, I may be off with this, but I think it's around nine or 10 grams, maybe even less of fiber okay. per day. But to be a healthy human being, you want to be eating 35 plus um, fiber. Okay. But then you also have to, of course, adjust with your water intake, because if you have too much fiber, right. you can bung yourself up too without enough water. So right. those are the okay. two things, track your cycle and prevent your breakouts um, by, by taking a holistic approach. Why do women suffer from hormonal acne and why does it differ from teenage acne? Yeah. So there's so many different reasons, like I said before, why we can suffer from hormonal acne, <clears throat> whether it be like stress, anxiety, depression, or other mental health issues improper sleep hygiene, digestive issues. Um, just, just so you know, a lot of people don't know this pooping once a day, you like everyone should be doing this. (laughs) Some people are like, Oh no, I, I poop once every three days. It's natural. Like my doctor told me, so no, you're supposed to poop once a day. You're eating once a day, unless you're, I don't know, doing a fast maybe, but Honestly, where is that stuff going? It needs to come out of you. So 
Um, that's huge. Uh, side effects of medication, such as like Accutane or hormonal birth control, honestly, those can, um, especially when we come off of those, a lot of people will take those mm -hmm. to reduce or eliminate signs and symptoms that our body is screaming out about our acne. But this is a huge thing when you do come off of those, those underlying conditions have still not been dealt with most of the time. Um, if we have microbes, yeast, bacterial toxicity, dietary choices, such as sweets, damaged fats, honestly, I could go on forever. Like also PCOS, mm -hmm. that's a ma major right. one right now. Like a lot of people are getting that. Um, mm -hmm. there's so many different ways that we can suffer from hormonal acne and the reasons behind why we may be suffering. But, right. um, while many of like these can also be connected to teenage acne, a thing to really consider is that we are flooded with a lot of hormones at once when we are a teenager and our body is still adjusting to balancing these. So that's a major thing to consider when we're in our teenage years versus when we're now in adulthood and we've, we've kind of adjusted to these different hormones that are in our system. For example, like a lot of people get their period when they are quite young. And I know actually a lot of, I actually know like one of my best friends growing up got hers very, very young. Like, I think it was like in grade three, I want to say. Like very what? young. Yeah, it was very young. And um, her mother- I have a question. Up, yeah. Sorry. Um, so were her parents divorced or did her father not live in the house? Uh, she, her father did actually live in the house, but she wasn't very connected to him. So there is a link with women having their periods at a very young age and either not having their father live in the house or them not having a bad relationship with their father. There's like a very mm. high link, which is interesting. That is so interesting. And I totally, I like, got, I got my period really young. I was 11 years old and, um, which is like still, that's not like that young. Yeah. Um, people have had it like nine or whatever, but yeah, my dad, my biological father never lived in my house. So. Wow. Yeah, interesting. That's so, but sorry, that is continue. very interesting. No, thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. That's like really cool that connection. Yeah. I love all those different sorts of ways of looking about why yeah. someone might have gone through something. But yeah, no, what I was going to say was, um, this person like their parents decided to start eating all organic because they were freaked out about this. But I think that in general, a big thing to take note of is, um, yeah, what. What are you, again, going back to the energies, like what are we ingesting every day? Is this food something that is nourishing our body or is it really throwing us off? Are we sleeping um, and nourishing our body that way by getting proper rest and replenishment? Because that's when our body is repairing. And then also just in general, like what are you... Um, again, food can go along with drinking and everything like that. So what are you, are you drinking to cleanse the body or are you drinking and sort of bunging up the body, stress, anxiety, all of that? Um, I got my period when I was in grade 10. <laughs> so what I was, heck? I know. So I was like pretending for a long time, just like kind of going along with oh yeah oh my gosh that's so annoying <laughs> like everyone was yeah. talking around me oh it's so annoying to get your period and I was just like sitting there silently like I have no clue this is so weird 
But that is insane. Grade 10. Yeah, grade 10. So I think it's wow. just like, yeah. And I got my woman's hips like when I was 18 years old. Like my hips are, my hips moved when I was 18, like in my first year of university. So I was extremely young. Like I did not look like I was 12 years old once. Actually, once. Yeah, I was once. Anyways, uh, when I was 12 years old, me and my dad once went to this like pub, like just to eat. Yeah. And the server comes up to me and she's like, do you want a beer? My dad's like, excuse me, how old do you think my daughter is? She was like, "Mm, probably like 21. My dad was like, reverse the numbers. She's 12 years old. Like (laughs) I did not look at all. Like I always looked. I looked at least 18 when I was 12. Like I was five foot eight. Like I am. I was the same height. I, you know, was like, I did not look my age. I looked so much older. So you would have fit in with the teenagers nowadays. Like, I swear all teenagers nowadays look like they are, I don't know, like they look so much older. I was definitely that little minuscule kid that you would think was I don't know like I was so tiny at all I I did not grow into a woman's body I think like I started getting boobs when I was in grade 10 probably like I didn't have that's crazy yeah I feel like yeah no I don't know I just I always looked I mean I I essentially was like this height since grade seven I haven't really grown since um yeah, like I always just I looked so much older. And but also I mean these this like day and age I feel like the kids are wearing so much makeup and yeah. the clothing is completely different. So yeah. You know, I kind of question that. Although we um, did go back to the 90s phase, so <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. It's a little bit similar, I guess. But. It's a little. Yeah. <laughs> um okay, so what would you recommend for like somebody who or a woman who is dealing with hormonal acne in her adulthood? So probably the three sort of key things that I would say is um, use different methods of like reducing your stress daily Mm -hmm. because this can be a huge effect on our hormones. So whether it be meditation, um, participating in different hobbies, breath work, teas, exercise, Uh, those sorts of things, just even 15 minutes a day um, for one of these things can greatly impact your skin health. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two would be meal prepping. So so you don't crash and grab for those more likely things that will contribute to breakouts, um, like high sugar or um, modified foods. We want to like, because we are in such a fast-paced world, we're most likely to grab for something quick and get out the door. Uh, So by this point, we're, we're wanting to instead take a day and decide to prep. Even if it's just cutting up fruits and vegetables, like washing your fruits and vegetables and cutting them up for the week to come um, so that you can have things that are grab, like quick grab and go sort of things. And then, even I feel like meal prepping can seem daunting, but even just mm-hmm. popping like whatever kind of meats, uh, fish, chicken, whatever it may be that you're going to eat throughout the week, having those um, pre-cooked too is really great. And then mm. number three would be working with a practitioner. 
like a holistic nutritionist, for example, or a naturopathic doctor or someone that's going to keep you in line and also keep track of everything that's going on and make sure that you're continuously working towards your goals. I have been there where I really tried to not have someone um, sort of support me in this journey. And I, I think that's the, the time where a lot of people will grab for all the most expensive skincare line things and try to, I don't know if anyone else did this, but I used to like scorch my face with boiling, not boiling water, but like really hot water where I'd be like, this will kill the bacteria, wash it with some stuff that told me that was going to get rid of my acne and uh, go on with my day. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so the three things, um, reduce daily stress, meal prep, so that you're grabbing for the right foods, um, whole foods that is, and then working with a practitioner to make sure you keep on track and you're making sure to get to the root issue of what's going on. And I know like that's really hard to do for, I mean, everyone has their, their um, thing that they are passionate about. And Mm -hmm. that's why there's a practitioner there that's totally invested in you and your health and getting you to that next level and making you have those results. Because I mean, I know like you do business coaching, right? I do social media management for service-based providers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So even in that, that kind of like function, no matter what kind of function you look at it, like everyone, you can do so much research and there's so much information out there, but it's like, you can't do everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's just nice to have someone lay out a path and you just walk along that path and you get the results. A hundred percent. Now, so what about like supplements for Mm -hmm. acne specifically? I don't know if there's like, you know, a set that anybody can take or if it's very personalized. Totally. So Obviously, I would always recommend to check in with your current practitioner. For the most part, um, these will be safe, but I'm not going to, like, I don't want to say, like, I don't know exactly everyone that's listening to this podcast, so please do. Mm -hmm. Just do yourself your due diligence and make sure that these are okay with the medications if you are on medications that, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's okay with that. So. I would recommend if uh, you don't have one now to get a pen and paper and write these down, or even if you're more digitally inclined, just type it out on your phone in your notes or something. Mm -hmm. But there's main ones that I would recommend. So one of them is magnesium glycinate. Um, Number two is fish oil. Um, Number three is ACEs plus zinc. So that's spelled A C E. S and then a plus sign and ZN. Those are your main main antioxidants. And then B complex is another and vitamin D3. These ones, for the most part, I picked ones that are just general, generally great and typically very safe for the average person. But of course, again, Perfect. check in with your practitioner. Um, if you want me to like touch point on a little bit of each one and why I recommend it. I can do that too, but if that's too much and a little list. No, that's okay. I actually, 
So for Zank, for example, mm. so I ended up reading somewhere. I don't remember where, but someone said that people that, or I guess like, you know, ad- adults that are suffering from hormonal acne yeah. have lower levels of zinc than the average person. Yep. It can, it can totally be a thing. One way to check actually is I believe it's Metagenics um, that has a, a zinc and it's only one milligram for a teaspoon. I may be, I may be a little bit off with these levels, but it, that's, I believe off the top of my head, what it, what it, it amounts to. And if you take that, it's a liquid. If you take that and it tastes disgusting, your zinc levels are great. You don't need to worry. Um, if you take it and you taste nothing, if it just tastes like water to you, um, you are depleted and you really need some zinc in your in your life. So yeah, How it is a common. Yeah, it's a common one though because also if you, there's so many reasons, um, but one thing that you can pay attention to as well is. For example, if you grew up or if you do live in a household that has copper piping, um, mm. copper will copper and zinc kind of go hand in hand in the body. So they it's a two to one ratio. So you want two zinc um, to one copper. And if you have too much copper, uh, then you'll throw off your zinc or vice versa. So you want those in balance as well. Interesting. I love this information. Okay. So I kind of want to chat products in terms of hormonal acne. And like, Mm. I don't mean like just skincare products, but like all products because I've heard like, you know, certain soaps and things like that. So like, what are products that you should and shouldn't be using when you're suffering from hormonal acne? Honestly, I think like in this case, because it can be so overwhelming, go back to your basics. Like look at the ingredients. If some of them you cannot pronounce, just give it a quick look up. And my, yeah, my biggest thing is the EWG app. If you've ever heard of that, the environmental working group. Yes. Okay. It is your best friend because if you download that app on your phone, for the most part, I know some of them, they don't have all products in their database, of course, but you can scan a product while you're at the store and just double check what they've rated it. And it'll be on a scale from like one to 10 and 10 being the most toxic, one being a very clean product. And also another thing that you can look for is the EWG verification. This is like your Holy Grail products. So those are the big things that I would say, because you can overwhelm yourself with like, I can give you a rundown of different products that I personally use. Like Mm -hmm. I, my go-to ones are right now are um, beauty counter because they actually fight um, in court for clean beauty. And they know like (laughs) things that go into cars should probably not be rubbed on your skin, for example. Um, And if you look up that brand also on the EWG, they are across the board. Um, their products are EWG verified. They're very, very clean. Also, Obel is actually one of the products that I'm product lines that I'm using right now too. This is a brand new um, natural product line, and mm. it's 
built by a lady that I actually met at Nature's Emporium. And she is such a kind soul. And she started doing clean products because her daughter got diagnosed with parasites and started having her hair fall out. And she could not find clean products on the market. So she started diving into it and making her own products at home. And now it's become a business. So that one's really awesome. Um, And it's actually like, uh, with the accent and everything too. So I feel like Annie, I know that you're, you're French. Um, <laughs> so I feel like you would kind of enjoy that yeah. Canadian and, and French. Um, and then the attitude is probably another one that I use a lot of that's like going for beauty counter does have deodorants and stuff, but sometimes I don't always do online orders myself. Um, so when I'm going out and I maybe need a deodorant, um, one of the big brands is Attitude. Although a big thing that I would say, like they are EWG verified um, for majority of their products, but some of them I've actually looked on the back and fragrance or perfume is a big one that anyone with hormone, hormonal acne or hormone um, imbalance want to stay away from. Even if you don't have a hormone imbalance, please just stay away from these because Fragrance or perfume is really actually freaking hard to not find in a product nowadays. Um, But there are products out there. And just so everyone knows, there's around 3,163 chemicals that can be found under the term fragrance or perfume. So (laughs) it's it's just uh, because we're not regulated um, by the FDA or anything like that in the in the these sorts of natural care products there's no one really looking out for you there and they can use so many different chemicals across the board um, yeah I could go on for a long time about all the different things that you should look out for but I think that those are the base ones other products outside of skincare sort of things would be of course don't use anything that I know a lot of people with acne will be like oh if I just scrub it away it'll Mm -hmm. it'll be gone and and I can not have to deal with it anymore don't go with anything that has like large abrasive things that are gonna scrub your skin yeah use that maybe yeah exactly don't use any of those things. It's going to just honestly make you have scarring. Damage and, your skin. Yep. And I can be um, definitely a reflection of using those sorts of products to scrub away things. And I definitely have a bit of scarring left over. And um, yeah, so I, I definitely would not use that. Another thing that I would say, I know this is kind of like sort of random. I feel like it's it's not a typical product that's recommended, but a reusable water bottle that's stainless steel or glass. This is going to get you to drink more water, um, but it's also going to be coming out of a container that's one of the, the cleanest that you can get. Uh, glass would be like the top recommendation, but stainless steel, I mean, I use stainless steel just because I can get larger bottles that way so that I can carry around more water. Um, but don't drink out of plastic. That's your do and your don't. You want to have that um, stainless steel or glass reusable water bottle. 
and you don't want a plastic water bottle. And this is because I know like a lot of people will say, oh, it's BPA free. Yeah. Well, what about the sister or the cousin uh, chemicals that they now will use? I'm sure of it. Um, The BPF and the BPS, which is like, oh, well, there's not enough accumulation in the body maybe to really see the true effects of this. But I'm sure like the chemical structure of those are so close to BPA. I'm, I don't know. I have a feeling that this is just going to come out soon enough that it's like, oh, wait, BPF and BPS also affect our hormones and also make us like, it's a known, um, BPA is a known obesogen. It's a known uh, endocrine disruptor. Um, so it's affecting our hormones. It's, <clears throat> it's uh, across the board, just something that you, plastic you want to stay away from as much as possible and then another thing I know I'm going on a rant but I get excited about this something that I've been getting super frustrated with lately I think it's just because my eyes have been open to so many different realms where you can sort of start to buy things as you're changing out old things but another thing would be um looking if your clothes have plastic in them like, what are your clothes made out of? So those are those are some big things. Um, by the way, uh, I know like plastic is, it's not going to say plastic on your label. It's going to say polyester or it's going to say, oh, recycled material. Um, Interesting. And then you feel really great about yourself. But it's like, that's why my armpits are freaking sweating down my body right now because I'm wearing something that my body is like, help me. <laughs> get this off me. <laughs> so then what is like a good skincare routine? Yeah. So I would say, honestly, again, um, going back to the basics because not everyone will be able to do a deluxe routine. Um, and then for those people that I want to say that are struggling to get into a routine in the first place, pair it with something that you really enjoy. So like fun music or calming meditation or a funny podcast or something like that, or an informational podcast like this one, those are really, really great to integrate into, okay, this is my time to start my skincare routine. I'm going to pair it with something that maybe if you do struggle to enjoy your skincare routine, I, I personally enjoy it. I know like there are people out there that don't though. Um, this is a great way of going about that and then using lukewarm water I again like I said previously I used to use scorching hot water because I justified to myself in my head that if I use like really hot water I would burn away the bacteria that were causing acne so Hmm. use water that is actually what you would put a baby under like if it's If it's Mm -hmm. okay that you would put a baby under it, then that's good for your face. And then washing it, washing your face uh, twice. So lathering a a clean water-based cleanser that calms your skin instead of anything. I feel like it really depends on the person's skin. Um, And I think like we go through different kind of times throughout the year where For example, right now we're wanting something that's more nourishing, especially because of the dry weather, but you're wanting a water-based cleanser um, that's calming because we know acne is an inflammation of the skin and we don't want to aggravate our skin even more. 
cleansing your skin twice. So using that water-based cleanser twice, once for more like it can be obviously if you have um, makeup on your face, but if, even if you don't, once for more so getting off all the imp impurities and everything of the day. And then the second time is to go in there and like really clean out your pores and then using um, a facial scrub three times a week, just making sure obviously it's not the St. Ives or anything like that. It's something that's not going to be abrasive to your skin. I actually really love Beauty Counter does have um, an acne prone line. And one of the things that I do really love for my own personal skin in that line is the facial scrub that they do have because it's it's not abrasive, but it, it's enough that your skin is going to get all of the um, sort of dead skin off so that you don't get any clogged pores and then which leads to acne. So do that around one to three times a week and then using a good quality facial moist moisturizer before bed and in the morning so that you can keep your skin well nourished. So those I are the love that. big things that I would say. Um, okay. And yeah, don't don't use anything like Johnson and Johnson or something like that. I, I always know. cringe so much when I see I've had clients before that are like, oh, but it's a baby product. Or I've had friends. They're like, yeah, um, my I use it on my baby's skin. And I'm just like crying on the inside because I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that if you go and look up any of the baby products and click on them on the EWG even. <sighs> so many of those just terrify me. <laughs> oh and they're using so, that on babies. Yeah, exactly. And there's so many other products. I'm just like, I'm just kicking on Johnson and Johnson, but there's, there's so many other ones out there. Like, yeah, I used to use so many products uh, from shoppers that just were terrifying now that I look mm -hmm. back at it. <laughs> Honestly, I got to look into more of my products. What are the worst things for your skin health? Yeah. So I would say going from all holistic perspective, lack of self-esteem, care, or love for yourself. Um, mm -hmm. The standard American diet, which is also abbreviated uh to SAD. Yeah. <laughs> um, using products on your skin or around your home that have chemicals in them, such as those wallflowers or any kind of uh, sort of oils or anything like that with perfume is a big one to mm -hmm. keep your eye out for. Um, and then not properly properly filtering your water. A lot of our water is laden with toxins and even mm -hmm. people that are having birth control, um, our water filter doesn't, or your water from your tap does not filter out those things. So you're accumulating a, a bunch of different things in that tap water without filtering it. And then a lack of physical activity. Those are the big ones that I would say. Okay. Those are amazing. Um, okay. I'm, I'm really excited for this question. Um, okay. So how should you be eating or like, what do you need to be eating for a glowing complexion? Okay. So I would just say like, ensure you're eating a balanced meal or snack every time that you're eating. So this is like to balance out your blood sugars. Since there's actually a couple of doctors that have said, um, acne is like diabetes of the skin is what they compare it to. So mm. I think like, honestly, in general, if you just think about it, 
it's showing you that there's inflammation going on in the body. Eat balanced meals. So when it comes to a meal or a snack, think of it. If Do you have like a healthy fat? Do you have a healthy protein? And do you have a healthy carb? Um, a typical day may look like, for example, you get up in the morning and you have a chia pudding, which the chia would be a good fat. That's like omega-3s for decreasing your inflammation. Um, it's also going to help you to go to the bathroom and eliminate those toxins. Uh, you have a protein powder um, that's going to help you to to keep nourished and feel sustainable and um, keep till lunchtime. And then you're going to have milk, which can be a protein or fat, depending on like what type of milk you use as well, um, whether it be actually like cow or goat or whatever type of milk, or if you're using a vegan milk, and then fruits. So that would be your carb. Um, and then it would go to like a Buddha bowl, let's say for lunch, uh, you're having olive oil based dressing, which is your healthy fat that's rich in omega threes, which is going to, again, decrease your inflammation, your grilled chicken, which is your protein, and then your veggies, which is your carbs, and mixed greens, a, another carb and quinoa, which is another carb. So you're just wanting mm -hmm. to basically make sure like, every single meal, like, being conscious that, okay, do I have every single thing? I think a lot of people do grab for carbs, which is completely fine. Like that's our main source of energy is going to be changed into glucose, right? Um, but most people don't realize that when we actually balance out our meals, then we're going to help to balance out our blood sugars. We're not going to get spikes and crashes and we're not going to have as many cravings. Um, which a lot of these kind of foods that we eat or tend to grab for when we are in these sort of dips, highs and lows, then we're, those are going to be more like acne prone foods. And then, for example, for dinner, you would have fish, um, steamed veggies and brown rice. So that would yeah. be your, yeah, that would be like all of your different um, fats, proteins and, and carbs in there too. It's really nice. And then the other things that I would say, so I would write these down. One would be to eat balanced meals or snacks every time you go to eat. Two would be to eat a whole food diet. Um, so just if a lot of people don't really like grasp what whole food is, but whole food is literally if you go to your farmer and they can't hand it over to you, it's probably not whole food. Um, if you couldn't hunt for it in like if you went out in the wilderness and couldn't hunt for it, it's probably not whole food. So yeah, ensure you're balancing your meals and snacks, having a whole food diet, eat uh, at least 35 or more grams of fiber daily to make sure you're pooping once a day and increase your water intake to help with removing all those toxins as well because you're increasing your fiber. Those are the big things that I would say to get some glowing skin. I love it. Um, okay. Are there any other like secrets that you want to share regarding having beautiful skin? I absolutely love castor oil packs. And Ooh. I, it's, I think it's like, honestly, a lot of people don't haven't really used them to their full benefit. If you mm -hmm. put a castor oil pack, and if you're unsure of what that is, I actually do have a link in my bio on Instagram that gets you 10% off. 
of my mm. favorite brand, which is called Queen of Thrones. Mm. Um, and you would just put it on your liver, which is just under your left breast and put some heat on top of that. So whether it be um, preferably not a plug-in heater, preferably more so a uh, hot water bottle heater, put some heat on top of that and then just chill there and watch your like nighttime show or movie and leave it on for around like an hour. It can even be longer. Some people will actually like tie it around themselves and leave it on for nighttime, but just be careful because the castor oil can stain. This is something that will help though to like improve your liver um, with detoxification. And uh, of course, when your liver is happier, then our skin is going to be happier as well. That is amazing. Okay. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for coming on the Power to Thrive podcast. Um, I'm going to be linking all of your social media, website, all that kind of stuff in the show notes. Um, But did you just kind of want to throw your handle just in case people want to come and follow you? Yeah, for sure. So on Instagram, I'm mostly active there, northern.nutritionist. And yeah, feel free to DM me. Of course, I'm happy to answer any kind of questions. And currently I'm doing one-on-one consultations um, primarily with weight loss and skin health. And I actually just launched a free ebook on my website, um, which is the six must-have steps to achieve sustainable weight loss. So that can be, um, you can get that by going on my website, northernnutritionist.ca, and then just signing up for the newsletter. Guys, there you have it. A big thanks to Kristen for coming on my podcast and talking all about your hormones and your skin health. There were so many little nuggets that got dropped all throughout this episode. I hope that you guys absolutely love it. Please make sure to go and check out the Northern Nutritionist. She shares so many incredible things in terms of getting in control of your health, getting in control of your hormones. So if you are a woman who is anywhere between the ages of even like 18 to I'm going to say 45, please check her out. She is honestly amazing. And I'm so, so happy that she had the chance to come on my podcast and talk all about this with you guys. So if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. And as per usual, thank you guys so much. You guys are honestly so, so amazing. I appreciate and love each and every one of you so much. Please stay tuned for next Wednesday where I will be dropping another incredible episode. So thank you so much. Have the best day and or night ever.